are listening to the official podcast of The Congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. And as you are doing that, I just want to just say this, that next Sunday, I will continue this series on staying steady in unsteady times. And uh, we're also going to launch a Bible study on Wednesday night that will be taught by either myself, Pastor Page, or Pastor Stefan. We're doing a weekly online Bible study so we can just continue to build faith in the midst of what we're going through, okay? I'm going to have you turn my mic up just a little bit if you don't mind. And so uh, as you're giving, we're going to pray over your gift. Father, we thank you for every single person, for every gift and every giver. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing. As we often say, we may not be what we want to be, but thank you, God. We're not what we used to be. And everybody said, amen. Okay? Thank you for helping. Thank you for giving. And uh, let's go over and above. I really believe that's going to happen. And I pray over your finances. And everybody said, amen. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now to him who is able. There's not many people in this room because we're not allowed to have a lot of people here. But usually this would be a, a time that I have people repeat. And what I would say at this point is I would say to them, say God is able. See, God is able. The Bible says now to him who is able. I'm going to take you through the Bible today. He is able to do immeasurably more than you ask or even imagine. One commentary I was reading t today um, and commentaries I've been studying all week on this says that God is able to do such a great amount of blessings that it is impossible to measure them. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work, okay, within us, to him be glory in the church. Amen. Now, when it says that he's able, it means this. He has a sufficient power, resources to make it possible. So let's think about this. Whatever you're going through today, God has a sufficient power, resources to make it possible. You see, I'm having, I'm having trouble with one of my children or two of my children or three of my children. For God is able. He has the necessary power, resources to make it possible. I'm having problems with my body, with, with sickness. Some of you it's not just a coronavirus you're dealing with. Some of you are dealing with cancer today, leukemia today. Some of you are dealing with problems with your bones, with your gums, with your joints, with your eyes. But I'm here to tell you that God is able. He has the necessary resources, power to make it possible. 
You say, I'm struggling with fear. I'm, I got fear because of what's taking place. The Bible says that God has the necessary power, resources to make it possible. For God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. That's amazing because a lot of you ask and imagine a lot. <laughs> so God says, I'm able to do more than you ask or more than you imagine. And some of us are imagining a move of God in the midst of this mess. Well, the Bible says God is able to do. I'm imagining this congregation church will continue to grow. And even on our online campus that we will soon go to 10,000 people that watch us online every week. Well, that's beyond what we could do, but that's right on with what God could do. Because God will always call his people to a, a spiritual demand. Number one, you have a demand on your life. Secondly, the demand on your life is too big for you. If you look at when God called people to do things, there was usually perilous times and troubling times, but yet God knew that he was able. He knew that he had the power, the resources to make it possible. So when he needed a guy named Barach to lead his people in Judges chapter 4 and verse 6, and Barak was afraid, God sent a woman by the name of Deborah, who was a prophetess, to say, hey, come on, Barak, this is not just about you. Don't forget that God is able. He has the power, the resources to make it possible. When, when Moses had started off so strong, you know, he was trained in the, in the finest schools, and he was trained to be a leader, a champion, but he went left instead of going right, and he got stuck in a bad situation. But it's interesting in, in the book of Exodus chapter 3 that God comes to him and he says, he says, Moses, I need you. I need you to lead my people. Get up and get out. Get up and get out. Get up and get out and lead my people. And Moses says these words. He says, God, who shall I say sent me? In other words, man, you should have come and got me when I was 40 and I was feeling good. <laughs> you, 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 you should have got me when, when things were, were flowing, when, 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 when there was rhythm to my life. But it's, it's, it's amazing how God will many times call you to a top, a top calling when you're at a bottom moment. It's amazing to me how God uses shaky people to do sturdy projects. How dare you, God, make a demand on us, is what Barak was saying. When you know I'm struggling, how dare you, God, Moses says, make a demand on my life to go do big things when you know that I'm struggling. I, I, I killed a man just 40 years ago, and now I'm on the backside of the desert working for my father-in-law. How dare you, God, is what Rahab could have voiced. I've been a known prostitute in my city, and now you're asking me to be a leader of leaders. But one of the things that every one of these people did that I'm trying to get you to do, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know if I can get you to do it. 
But as a pastor, I, I, I'm hoping that you do it. I want you to be willing to believe that God is able. And then I want you to be willing to respond like God is able. <laughs> and then I want you to be willing to speak like God is able. See, in the, in the midst of the crisis we've had the last few weeks, the question is, what have you been speaking? Are you speaking negativity? Are you speaking things like we'll never make it? Are you speaking God will make a way where there was no way. God will make a way where there was no way. God will make a way where there was no way. God will make a way where there was no way. That's what I'm speaking. But Tim's story, well, but what about the people that this happened or, or that happened or, or this happened? I'm going to tell you something. And I've been at this a long time. Life is black. Life is white. But life is gray. I know situations where a, a mother was leaving her house and she didn't see her child behind her and she hit her child. By the grace of God, the child didn't pass, but the child was hurt and injured and had to go into a full body cast for many, many months. And the mother had so much guilt. And the mother said, why did that happen? I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why certain things happen. But I want you to, to believe today that God is so able that when he puts a demand on your life, that you would say, God, this demand seems too big for me, but I am willing to respond based on the fact that you called me and based on the fact that you're able. Do you know how powerful that is? So Barak had to believe he was able. Moses had to believe he was able. Rahab the harlot had to believe that he was able. So they had a demand on their life, but the demand was too big. Now, in every family, it only takes one of you or two of you, and probably helpful if there was three of you, <laughs> to get a break and then come through the break and have a breakthrough. And... Could you imagine if in the midst of the storm that we're facing here in the world, that if just one family member would believe that he's able or the second family or the third family would believe that God placed a demand on my life, but I am willing to do what he says to do. The demand on your life I have in my notes is too big for you, but it's just right for God flowing through you. For God is able to do immeasurably more than you ask or imagine. Through his power, which is the word dunamis, God's dynamite power working through you. Your businesses are going to get back on track. God's dunamis is working through you. Your body is going to be strong. God's dunamis power is working through you. Spain will get strong. God's dunamis power will work through Spain. In the name of Jesus, Italy will come around. God's power will work through Italy. America will be strong. God's power will work through America. God's dunamis, dynamite power 
is bigger than any obstacle that you face. For he is a God of beyond. The word beyond means superior, surpassing, outside the boundaries, outside the limits. Here's what I prophesy will happen to you in the month of March. That's why I want you to stay with us on Sunday mornings and on Wednesdays as we teach you about this God that is the God of beyond. What are you doing, Tim Story? I'm feeding your faith and starving your doubts. I'm feeding your faith and starving your doubts. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Are you going to walk in confusion? No, you're not. You're going to walk in a sound mind, a clear mind a place of clarity, knowing that he's a God of beyond, superior, surpassing, outside the boundaries, outside the limits. Hey, I know we're quarantined now. I know that we are sequestered now. I had on my, my friend, and we were talking about being sequestered and how that gets people nervous about being sequestered and some of you feel like you're being sequestered and there's there's all these limits and all these and all these boundaries and and all this fear is coming but I'm here to tell you that an unlimited God is bigger than the limits that you face today he is a God of beyond let me tell you about this God of beyond he lives beyond he creates beyond. He thinks beyond. Woo! He thinks beyond. In the midst of the crisis, he's going to give you creativity. <laughs> In the midst of your mess, he's going to raise up your message. Get ready as you study with us on Sundays and Wednesdays how creative ideas start to flow through you. In, in the midst of being quarantined, in the, in the midst of having to be feet away from people that you adore, God is still God. He is a God of beyond. He lives beyond. He creates beyond. He thinks beyond. It's difficult for you sometimes to see this because you think how you think. Well, this is just the way I think. This is, this is just the way I think. One of my positive friends the other day called me and told me some of the most negative things about the virus. <laughs> and he just kept going on and 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 on. And then guess what? He went on and on. And so by the time he was done going on and on, he says, you, you don't seem like you, you, you are, are shaken by this. Are you, Tim, you need to be in, living in reality. I'm, I'm living in reality, people. But the Bible says against hope, you got to believe in hope. Against hope, you got to believe in hope. The Bible says that Abraham faced the fact but he realized that God is bigger than the fact. So I choose 
to believe that God is a God that thinks beyond. That God is not just thinking about just getting us through March, but he's already working on our April. He's already working on your May. Come on, somebody. He's, he's already making uh, plans for your June, your July, your August, your September, your October. God is making a way where there was no way. He thinks beyond, but he also expects beyond. God expects beyond. God loves beyond. Ooh, I tell you, love's being poured out. There are churches, synagogues, all types of religious people, non-religious people, reaching out to their neighbors, helping people. We're showing love. He loves beyond. He forgives beyond. You know, in the midst of all this crisis, some of you are finding God in a new and a special way. And I'm going to give you a chance at the end to surrender your life to Jesus completely. But God forgives beyond. The Bible says in Hebrews that their weaknesses were turned to strength. Hebrews 11.32, it says here in my Bible, that all the greats, their, their weaknesses were slowly turned to strength. See, God forgave them, and he took their weaknesses and turned them to strength. But the seventh thing I talk about today is God restores beyond. Did you just say that God's going to restore? Yes, he is. God is not just going to give you a comeback, but he's going to give you a comeback and beyond. I love this in the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 8. I'm a Bible teacher, so let me teach this Bible. One time when the king of Aram was at war with Israel after consulting with his officers, he said, at such and such a place, I want an ambush set up. The holy man sent a message to the king of Israel. Watch out when you're passing this place because Aram has set an ambush there. So the king of Israel sent word concerning the place of which the holy man had warned. This kind of thing happened all the time. The king of Aram, or one translation says Syria, was furious over all this. He called his officers together and said, tell me, who is leaking this information to the king of Israel? Who is the spy in our ranks? I beg you to hear this. It's so powerful. But one of his men said, it is Elisha, the prophet in Israel. He tells the king of Israel everything you say, even what you whisper in your bedroom. The king said, go and find out where he is, and I will find someone to capture him. Now, why is this apropos <laughs> to what I'm going through, Tim's story? Because this man, Elisha, was called, just like you're called. You are called to lead. You are called to be the leader of your family. You're called to be a leader in this generation. You are called to change people's lives. But this man, Elisha, was called to lead his people. But in the midst of his calling came a crisis. Just like what's happening to us right now. In the midst of our calling comes a crisis. But in the midst of this crisis, Elisha had to remember, number one, I have been educated for this beyond life. 
Uh, well, how was he educated? He was trained by a man by the name of Elijah for 10 years. He was truly mentored, I have in my notes, by one of the best. Because of his training, Elisha got this so deep inside of him that he became a prophet for 60 years. The reason you're not going to cower, you're not going to back down, is because you are being trained to reign. <laughs> you are being positioned to penetrate darkness, penetrate the culture. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, For you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore put on the whole armor of God. And having done all to stand, keep on standing. What are we going to do as a world? Having done all to stand, we're going to keep on standing. We're going to stand in March. We're going to stand in April. We're going to stand in May. We're going to stand in June. We're going to keep on standing because we walk by faith and not by sight. Elijah was educated and beyond, and so are you. You're being educated by the Word of God as you watch the congregation church. As we do the Bible studies on Wednesdays, we're feeding your faith and we're starving your doubt. We are renewing your mind through God's Word. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, we're talking about being educated. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the path of the sinners, but in his law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree that is planted. You're not going to waver in the midst of what you're going through. For you're like a tree planted. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know what I found out about a palm tree? A palm tree can go as far as 30 feet deep into the ground. A palm tree has elasticity in it. That's why when a strong hurricane can come, and hit Florida. You'll see many other trees uproot and go everywhere. But a palm tree stays steady in unsteady times. <laughs> because it's built to last. The Bible says that the righteous are like a, a palm tree. God says here, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're going to go deep. Your roots are deep. But you have elasticity inside you. And you're going to bend Bend, 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 and keep coming back. As you've heard me say over the years, you're going to hit the flow and come back for more. People like us don't quit. I got four more minutes to wrap this up. I cannot wait till next week. Elijah was educated in the beyond. And number two, he was experienced in the beyond. He was experienced. This means he had encounters. He, he knew, he endured. He had knowledge or practical wisdom gained from what he had observed, encountered, and undergone. Hey, come on, people. We've been through a lot already. We're not giving up. It's like that old song, God did not teach you to swim to let you drown. He didn't put his house in you to move away. And he did not lift you up to let you down. Elisha was educated and he was experienced. He had observed, he had encountered, he had undergone. Think of the things you've observed, you've encountered, you've undergone. 
Some of you have been through the 30s. Some of you went through the 40s. Some of you went through the 50s. Some went through the 60s. Some went through the 70s. All you people that are watching from different demographics, different age groups, different cultures, you are more experienced than you're giving yourself credit for. Elijah was educated. He was experienced. And this caused him to go where I'm taking you as I end. He expected the beyond life. To expect means to hope, to await, to anticipate. You know what you're going to do? You're going to hope. You're going to wait. You are going to anticipate. Elisha had troubled the king of Syria. And they sent a strong force to get him. And Elijah's servant woke up in the morning and he, he heard all these horses and all these noises. And the Bible says here in 2 Kings 6, chapter 8 through 16, it says that the, the servant went up and he saw all these people and there was all these soldiers against him. And the servant of Elijah came and said, we, we, are, we, are, we are surrounded by this impressive fighting force. And that's how a lot of us feel right now. That we, are, we, are, we are surrounded by this impressive fighting force. Woo! But Elijah said, God, open up his eyes that he might see that there are more for us than there are against us. Could you imagine that, that Elisha was completely surrounded and it looked like he was going to be taken out. But because he was educated that God was able, because he was experienced that God was able, he expected God to make a way where there was no way. Because Elijah had said, after watching Elijah's life, his mentor, God, I want to have a double portion of what Elijah's done. Most scholars believe that Elijah had 16 notable miracles. And Elijah wanted a double portion. And he had not done all the miracles that he was supposed to perform. But now he was surrounded. But he knew that he was not done living a miraculous life. So he looked to God because that's how he was trained. And the Lord said, you're not done. Somehow, some way, I'm going to make a way where there was no way. And so God said to him, I will open up your servant's eyes that he will see that there are more for you than there are against you. Very lightly, if you could play. Because I want to minister to people right now that are watching. No matter what you're facing, you might even be by yourself in your house or apartment. You may have children that are not with you because they're having to be quarantined somewhere else. I need you to look up by faith. 
And I want you to let God resurrect your eyes. And you're going to see that there are more for you than there are against you. And when the servant's eyes were opened, he saw angels all around. So here's a beautiful part of this story. The angels just didn't come when they saw the problem. The angels were already there. In the challenge that you face today, the angels are already there. The challenges in Italy with the epidemic, the challenges in Spain, the challenges in Asia, the challenges in America. It's not that we are just calling up angels. I'm here to tell you, your angels are already there. So what do we do, Tim Story? We walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes and say these words. Say, Dear God, show me that you're making a way where there was no way. In the area of my finances, in the area of the clarity of my mind, in the area of my family, just say, God, I submit myself to you. Say, Jesus, come into my life in a new and special way. Say, Jesus, be Jesus in my life. And then if possible, take your right hand and just put it on your heart. And say, by his stripes, I am healed. Lord, I pray healing will come upon people. That no matter what their illness is, that healing will come. Take away sickness and disease from our bodies. We pray over our families. We pray over the congregation church. We thank you for the privilege to serve so many people. We pray over our nations. We pray for unity. We pray that we would be in one accord and one mind. We thank you, God, that you will help us to be and remain steady in unsteady times. If you learned something today, I want to hear from you. I want you to do me a big favor, and um, I want you to share this message. Share, 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 because you care. And I want you to know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or even imagine. That God is going to make a way where there was no way. And then some of you, even in the midst of the storm, you're going to sing. Even in the, the midst of threat, even in the midst of they may close down your business, there's going to be a song that comes up. Because sometimes God brings a, a song by faith that you start singing a song of praise even before they see the victory. This week you will be victorious. I proclaim victory over you, freedom over you, strength over you. Share this message. Thank you for giving and helping us at the Congregation Church. If you're just coming online now, all the information is there. Be a contributor. Lift somebody up today. If 
if just a hundred of you gave an extra hundred dollars today, just a hundred out of the almost 500,000 that follow me on social media, if just a hundred of you gave a hundred dollars to help us extra, you'll help us to change and help more people. I thank God for your life. I thank God for your life. Life is still good. Life is still good. God bless you. Just know the Congregation Church is praying for you. Thanks for listening to the Congregation's podcast. For more information about the Congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community, check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com. Thank you.